morning guys, how you doing? Matt Haycox here, it is Sunday the 27th of June, here for my weekly roundup, this is, what are we on, this is weekly roundup number four actually, and this is, um, you, <laughs> this is definitely a, a world first for me, I'm down as you can probably tell, I'm down in the cabin of my boat, I'm on the sea squirter, um, it's Sunday morning, I'm recording this at 10 to 1 local time, 10 to 1 for me in France. Um, and it's actually, it's a good friend of mine's birthday. Her and a, her and a boyfriend and son and her son's girlfriend are upstairs and we're just sailing to Saint-Tropez. <laughs> um, so um, I say that not to, uh, not, to, not to be smug, but just to say that you're gonna have to forgive any noise or any, any moving around that's going on. And also, um, you know, don't ever, ever let me hear any of your excuses about not having time to squeeze something in. <laughs> because if I can squeeze this in for 25 minutes whilst I'm bouncing around at sea, then you guys can definitely find time uh, to record to record your podcasts, to start a podcast, to make a video, uh, whenever you know, whenever that may be, whenever suits. Um, because uh, you know, I, I always say, you know, I'm always telling you, you know, don't overthink, don't worry about overproducing. Uh, you just, just get out there, start recording, uh, whether that's video or audio or whatever else. So I can hear the. Um, I can hear the uh, bow thrusters moving right now actually, so I hope, uh, I've got my headphones on, which I don't normally do, uh, but I've got these on so that hopefully you can hear me a little better. Anyone who wants a sneak peek of my bedroom, by the way, this is where the magic happens, my little pink dressing gown. Sofa, this is my work desk, my laptop, my Father's Day card from Harley transported its way all the way from England to Mykonos and back here but look let's get on with it guys anyway let me pull up my notes on my computer um, so like I say um, Sunday the 27th of, uh, of June uh, fourth time I've recorded these now obviously getting better at making the habit of doing it every week uh, when I recorded this for your last time uh, it was uh, it was Sunday the 20th I was in Mykonos I just unfortunately got this pink monstrosity in my hair at the time uh, <laughs> at the time of recording I think I literally just finished doing my hair and then I recorded the video but luckily every time I wash my hair a little bit more comes out so it's not quite as prominent as it was last week but uh, I don't think we'll be seeing much more of this in the future but I flew from Mykonos to uh, I flew from Mykonos to Marbella last Monday um, six days ago uh, and I went down to Marbella because I had some customers to see uh, a couple of customers of mine from England, probably my two biggest customers actually, uh, you know, guys that I've done a lot of debt finance for, uh, and have a, I've probably had a 10, well, 10 year with one and nearly 15 year with the other business relationship. So I went to go and get a bit of FaceTime with them um, while I've been in Dubai uh, and in France, you know, we've still been working together, we've still been doing deals, but there's nothing, you know, there really is nothing like getting FaceTime real you know real facetime sharing a dinner having a drink um and you know i think we, we've talked about this in previous weeks you know and i again i always talk about uh you know how i went full 360 with the whole you know work from home zoom type uh, you know zoom type office setup and as much as i you know advocate for uh you know efficiency and uh you know getting things done as quick as possible um a massive part of, uh, of business for me is relationships. You know, I always say 
that the um, you know my best successes, my best deals, have always come from having fantastic relationships with the people that I've done them with, uh, and I wouldn't have those relationships if I didn't get to get face to face with people. So, you know, it's been a, it's been it's been a tiring few weeks traveling around, meeting people. I, you know, I always uh, I actually always hate using those words because again, it sounds like oh my god, you know, I'm so tired. I've been to Mykonos, I've been to Marbella, I've been to Cannes, and you know, always like you know, people probably sit and think you know what a what a fucking dick. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I, I always actually I describe myself as a, a very sociable, anti-social person, <laughs> and by that what I mean is you know, I um, I love to meet people. I love to build relationships and talk and hang out and I very much understand and appreciate the, the you know building those relationships so when I'm with people you know I can be very much on duty um, and have fun and you know and be sociable and talk and you know get done what I need to get done but I love I, I do love to be on my own to have some peace and quiet and uh, read a book watch a movie do some work on my own, whatever that may be. So the last two, last couple of weeks have been, you know, been kind of mentally draining seeing everyone, but it's been it's, it's been good fun. Um, like I say, I think you know, the, the takeaway is just you know that that, that importance of you know of getting FaceTime to, um, to to build build some relationships. Also, when I was in Marbella, I uh, I met up with uh, somebody who does a lot of fundraising for me. You know, helps me raise uh, helps me raise debt. Uh, for our, you know, for our finance businesses, and uh, you know, I get, you know, I think the takeaway for you guys from that is the importance of understanding how to raise money. You know, I've talked about this a couple of times lately. Not, you know, not so much on these weekly roundups, but you know, just in, gen in general in videos. And I, you know, I often get asked, you know, what is the biggest, you know, what is the single most important skill that you should have in business? And you know, I always find it a bit of a trick question because. Um, you know, there isn't there isn't just one skill. Um, you know, but business like like anything, like any sport. You know, you can't you can't win at tennis if you only have an amazing forehand. You know, you've got to you've got to have the backhand, the volley, the serve, the fitness, the mental preparation, etc. You know, it's 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 very much a rounded thing. Um, but you know, I guess like in tennis, you know, if in tennis if you don't have a great serve. Then you're always going to be on the back foot. Probably never be able to ever ultimately win a match because uh, you know you, you, you've got you've got to have that, that that kind of power of the serve to be able to set yourself up for the rest of the game. Um, I think if there was one thing that was super powerful for me in business, uh, it is the ability to raise funds. And it's something that you know, uh, something I've always been very very good at. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've been a yeah, raised funds. Whether it's five grand or five million quid, um, you know, for the last twenty years. I mean, literally since since my very early twenties, I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've very much built my success upon my ability to know how to raise funds from people. Um, and you know, I think it, it, it's it's impossible to scale. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a business you could scale. Without being able, without having the need to raise funds, and I, you know, I, I honestly can't, I honestly can't think of think of one. Certainly not in a short space of time. Uh, you know, maybe if you've got decades and decades to do it organically with and pass it down the family generations. But look, if you if you want to scale rapidly, if you want to take advantage of of the opportunities uh, that are there in front of you right now, you're going to need capital to do it. And I'm sure. 
99.9% of people listening to this and people in the world in general haven't got a trust fund, haven't got you know access to dad's bank account or whatever it may be, and you've got to you know you, you need to be able to go out there and raise funds from from banks, from other you know alternative financial institutions, from you know from investors, from suppliers, you know whatever creative ways that may be. Or you, you can see this is rocking now. We're starting starting to move, starting to move a bit more. Um, and um, and uh, you know, so I think if you if you want if you need to develop one skill, uh, you're very well. Then that for me is something that you really really need to spend you know, need to spend some time on. Um, I mean, in, in the vein of fundraising, um, you know, something else I've done this week is I've uh, refined. I've been working with one of my existing investors who is tied into a deal that we're in. Um, and his circumstances have changed in the short term, and he could do with he could do with some of the capital back out of the deal that he's got with me. Uh, and I worked quite hard this week to bring in a new investor to refinance him out. I tell that story because uh, you know ultimately this original investor, you know, he's a sophisticated high net worth investor. You know, does multiple seven figures with me, uh, and you know the terms of his investment are very clear that he doesn't get it back until the end of the period. But his circumstances changed. He needed some capital, um, and you know, as much as it was a headache for me to um, to, to to raise this money for him and to, to get him repaid, you know, the the, the, the long term benefits to that relationship uh, are you know are immeasurable now you know given given how uh, you know over the moon he is with you know, with what I achieve for him and you know when I talk about you know you need to develop a, the skill of being able to raise funds you know a key a key aspect of being able to repay, raise funds on a repeat basis from the same people all ultimately comes down to how how you treat your investors when I say investors that could be you know that could be individual investors it could be banks alternative financial institutions you know whatever it may be but your success at doing repeat business with these people is going to be down to how you treat them uh, and this is this is a debate I have with a lot of my customers well, a lot but I've got two or three customers again who I do regular business with who I would argue treat their treat their lenders, treat their investors almost with contempt. I mean, maybe contempt is too strong a word, but they certainly don't treat them with any respect. And their attitude is, well, you know, these guys are getting high returns, um, or you know, there's big big upside in the deal, so that you know, so they need to take take some pain along the way. Now, listen, let me let's let's give a, a real example of this. If someone borrows secure debt from me, um, and let's say they're paying 2% a month, plus some fees, they're gonna be paying 25 to 30% per annum. Okay, that's not cheap money, but that's a deal that we all went into on day one, knowing the terms of the deal, knowing the rules of the game, the rules of engagement. If that's a 12 month deal, then my whole business model is budgeted on the fact that I need them to repay me in 12 months time. If it gets to the end of 12 months and they don't repay, then I probably have problems further down the line because, like I said, my cash flow is based on that being returned. I probably have investors in that deal who again are expecting their money to be returned on time. And, you know, what will happen very often with customers when I turn around them and say, right, guys, you know, it's the end of your 12 months, time for that money to come back. 
and they want to just say, oh, I need to extend it for six months, I need to extend it for 12 months. I said, well, that, that doesn't work, you know, that doesn't work for me, you know, you're causing me a problem. And these guys will very often turn around and go, what are you moaning at? You're charging me a fortune. You know, you're charging me 2% a month, you know, what, 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 whatever the figure or whatever the story may be. But look, the bottom line is that's irrelevant. Whether I'm charging you 2% or 20, a month or 22% a month, we entered a deal that we all knew the rules of engagement on day one. And, you know, and, 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 if, and if you're not going to uphold your end of the bargain, it's going to make it very difficult for me to uphold my end of the bargain you know, with, 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 my, with my funders or within my business or whatever that may be. And ultimately, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a bad relationship with you. Now, yes, look, obviously, if we don't get repaid on time, we have the ability to, you know, to, to take enforcement action against these customers to take the properties back, etc., etc. So I'm not telling, I'm not worried about the situation. That's why I'm not telling you the story like that. But what I'm, what I'm telling you that if you want, if you want to raise money repeatedly. If you want to raise money from the same people time after time, or even not the same people, just you know, just different people, you need to develop a track record for doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it. And for me personally as well, that's something that's obviously always been so important to me because, you know, a lot of you guys know my story that, you know, I went bankrupt back in 2008 and, you know, I lost, effectively, you know, lost all my mainstream relationships overnight. Um, my credit rating was shot. My, you know, my my public uh, my public profile was in tatters. So it, it was ultimately it was impossible for me to raise money from banks and building societies and mainstream institutions. So the only people I could really raise money from were private investors, individuals, friends, friends of friends, and I can only do that by being a man of my word and doing what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. Um, and I really, really, very much put my success in raising money down to the fact that I will walk over hot coals to deliver to my investors what I said on day one I was going to deliver to them. Whatever the cost is, that to, whatever the cost of that is to me. You know, if that means if a, if a, if a customer of mine's let me down and that means I can't pay my investor on time, I will happily, if I need to borrow money from somewhere else at a more expensive rate to make sure that I repay my investor back on time because I want them to know that when they put their money with me um, you know I'm gonna perform I'm gonna deliver uh, because you know like like anything in life there's a lot of competition out there for all things and any investor who invests with me any lender who lends to me they've got the ability to put their money in a million other sort of in a million other homes so, you know, I need to make sure that I am a quality home for their cash. And for me, you know, like I say, I've got a couple of people in mind right now that I'm telling, you know, telling this video to, sorry, that, that I'm thinking of when I'm making this video for you guys. People who, who have actually good business models and I could, put, I could do a lot more business with and they could do more business with other people, but they just have this arrogance, you know, this, this, this contempt that, oh, well, fuck you, I'm paying you a fortune therefore I'll pay you back when it suits me to pay you back. And they say, oh, you've got security. What are you moaning at? Well, it's not about that. You know, like anything in life, you know, business, personal, whatever, when you make a commitment, you've got to deliver on it. Um, so, so that is, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's a very important, uh, very important thing for me this week. So if you look at my notes, what else have I been doing on here? Um, I've been having a bit. I've been banging heads a couple of times this week with some of my heads of departments. You know, um, primarily to do with recruitment. 
you guys who've, who've listened to a few of these now will hear me week after week talking about how this week I've been recruiting. Uh, yeah, that's because every week I'm recruiting. Um, but uh, you know, we've got departments within our business businesses that are very short of staff, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on these department heads to get you know to get recruiting more people. And you know, it's just not happening fast enough. It's not happening fast enough for me, and to be honest, it's not happening fast enough for them. You know, we get to the end of the week and we have the same conversation over and over again. Um, I think, you know, for me, you know, if you're a head of a department or you're a business owner, you know, trying to talk to your heads of department, and this is going to be something that I have every Monday. I have my weekly calls with, uh, you know, with, with, with my key personnel, with my my heads heads of department. And tomorrow, I'm very much going to be talking to these guys about how they need to treat their department like a business in itself. You know, if you're the accounts department, if you're the marketing department, if you're the sales department, if you're the operations department, you know, whatever you are, you know, you need to understand that you've got customers and you've got suppliers. Now, your now let's use the finance department as an example. Their customer is is the board, is the managing director, is the investors, you know, people, stakeholders that they need to deliver these figures to. So, you know, they're your customers that you've got to keep happy. So when you're not delivering your figures on time, you're letting your customers down. Your suppliers, your suppliers will probably, you know, I guess that's your your staff uh, that work for you within the department that plug into you, you know, other, other departments, other stakeholders, other providers of information that will input into your accounts, into your KPIs. Um, and you know, to run, so you've got your suppliers, you've got your customers, and to run your little business, you need you need staff for it. And it's always always difficult because you know you, you've got to strike that balance between have I got the time to deliver upon what I'm doing, or have I got the time to recruit so I can make the department bigger. Uh, and again, you know, I'll talk about this time and time and time again. If you want to grow your business, you need you, you know if you want to scale, you need the staff. Um, and you know whether that's you know me uh, you know, at the top of the tree as an investor wanting to wanting to bring in key hires, or whether that's a smaller department needing to bring in even you know, in the T girl, the photocopier. You've got to take one step back to be able to take two steps forward, and you've got to find the time to recruit and train these people. Otherwise, not only are you not going to move forward. Ultimately, your department, your little business is going to break because you're going to get more and more and more and more pressure put on it. You know, my accounts teams, my marketing teams, my you know whatever. I'm not taking the pressure off. I'm bringing more pressure on. I'm giving you more businesses to do, more businesses to work for. I'm giving you more, uh, you know, more marketing um, uh, tactics or techniques that we need to implement. I, you know, I'm not going to take the pressure off just because you haven't got the staff. You need to, you know, you've got Got to, you've got to find these people. So, um, like I say, whether you're a department head or whether you're a business owner, I think that's you know that, that's a, an, an important concept to get across. Do you have a little look at my notes and what else I've been up to? I mean, to be honest, that pretty much sums my, pretty much sums up my week uh, of last week. Like I can say, you know, building relationships, traveling, uh, working on fundraising, and uh, you know, working very closely with my with my biggest customer. Sunday the 27th of June, I'm back in Saint-Tropez. I am reading, I've not had oodles of time to read this week, so I've not got a book that I've finished, but a book that I'm halfway through is Total Recall by the Terminator himself, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I haven't read it enough to be able to tell you much about it, other than it's Arnie's autobiography. 
um, and uh, you know I, I love reading autobiographies uh, only of people that I'm interested in obviously and again for me people that I'm interested in are normally business owners or certainly very successful people and I think you know what you'll find about any any successful people is most of their success traits are portable across all different sectors you know but that's why you know there's always the analogies of sport and business because so many of the techniques that are needed to be a successful sports person are applicable to business and vice versa and Arnie is uh, an all-around legend isn't he obviously a Mr. Mr. Universe or Mr. Olympian or whatever it was you know world famous actor very wealthy guy what a lot of people don't realize actually is that Arnie was actually a multi-millionaire before he'd even made his first movie because of his successful real estate investing back in uh, Austria or wherever it was he'd come from um, so yeah, interesting book. Um, yeah, I like I like autobiographies in general. Uh, I'm also listening to an audio book at the moment. I've been listening to it while I had my massage this morning. It's called the Bitcoin Standard, and it's, I can't even say this guy's name. It's called he's called Saifedean Amus. That's S A I F E D E A N, and then next word A M M O U S. Um, it's about Bitcoin, obviously, but we haven't even gotten to the Bitcoin section on it because all the first chapters are laying the fundamentals about, about the concept of money and the differing monies through time and stores of value, uh, you know, and the importance of scarcity, etc., etc. Very, very interesting. Because I guarantee you that 99% of people, myself included, I don't understand this anywhere near enough, but I understand it a lot more than most. Uh, but, you know, people just don't understand how money works, how money's devalued, and how you know ultimately centralized governments can can and will you know fuck you, devalue your assets over time. I'm not saying this from a political perspective. Doesn't matter where you are. Look, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to have wealth over time, if you want to have generational wealth to pass down to your kids, you need to find asset classes that you can store that in. Um, and to think that you're going to keep it in cash in the bank. Um, you know, in, in in a in a developed economy, uh, is uh, is is naive at best. It's a very very interesting book. Very interesting book. But listen, guys, uh, that's it for me. Uh, kept it a little bit shorter than usual, 22 minutes. I'm going to pop upstairs and go and enjoy the noise and see my friends and uh, enjoy their birthday. Thanks a lot for watching this. I, you know, I'm really, uh, I, I do really, as I always say, enjoy and appreciate the comments and the support that you guys give me. And I love your feedback about what you do and don't like and what I can do better to help, uh, you know, to help serve you guys. And these weekly roundups have actually, I've been, you know, my, pretty much my most popular, um, my most popular videos to date, my most popular podcast to date. So I, you know, I do appreciate that. But look, please keep telling me what you need me to do to make it better for you. Um, obviously, I can't get, I can't plan specifically what goes on in my week. I can only talk to you about it at the end of the week. But I hope you know. I hope you're going to keep getting value from it. If you're watching this as a video, press like. If you don't already subscribe to my YouTube channel, please subscribe. If you're listening to this on the audio version on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please leave me a review. Really helps me. It'll only take you 20 seconds, 30 seconds, um, and uh, like I said, you, so many of you guys send me happy, positive messages that I would really, really appreciate if you could uh, make them public. So, if you don't follow me on social media, the Matt Haycox, T H E M A T T H A Y C O X, you'll get me on everything: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, you won't get me on Tinder. Not on Tinder. That is another story in itself. 
Um, but uh, have a great week, guys, and I will see you next week, which is going to be Sunday the 4th of July. Take care. Have a great weekend.